God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. Child, do you know what time it is? It is time for the Woman Evolve podcast. Are you ready to get your entire life on this beautiful day that the Lord has made? Do I have any saints in the building? Do you mind if I sing a hymn? Um, dang, I had a hymn and then I lost it already. What is that about? The, it must be Lucifer. Let me tell you how the devil has been busy since 11 p.m. last night. So my daughter, Ella, wakes up in the middle of the night sometimes to try and boss me around. Last night, I thought was one of those nights. I went in there. I said, you know what, Ella? Not today. Not tonight. Lay down. Then she woke up again. I went in there. I said, absolutely not. Don't try it. Then she started pulling on her ear, her ear. Do you know that Ella has an ear infection? She could not, literally could not sleep last night and woke up every 20 to 30 minutes just in pain. And so we got her to the doctor. She's going to be fine. But your girl is tired today, okay? That is why the hymn is not readily available in my mind, okay? Um, this is the day that the Lord, that's what we'll sing. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Are you familiar with old church songs or do y'all only listen to Hillsong? I have questions. Listen, this is the Woman Evolve podcast and I am not being joined by myself. I have co-hosts tuning in from all over the world. I see Fanny is here from Ghana. I see Juliana is here from Deerfield. Ebony said Kurt Franklin last week, hymns this week. I could, My spirit is ready is what I'm saying, okay? Dewana says, I love when I get to catch you live. Hey, boo, how are you? Jaquita says, the devil messing up my Woman Evolve connection is it just me? Speak now. Listen, I actually have my other setup today, but I was too afraid the connection was going to mess up, so I didn't do it. Uh, Francesca got me on background. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. And Destiny says, we only listen to old church songs. There's a place in the kingdom for old church songs. There's also a place in the kingdom for Hillsong. I like to just have a balanced diet of worship. Come on, somebody. Bertha says, I will rejoice and be glad. And come on. Teresa says, St. Thomas is in the building. Ruthie says, I would rejoice. It. Come on now. The saints are here. Okay. Hey, Kina from ATL. Sydney from South Africa. Listen, how are you doing? What is going on with your life? You know we got to update. We cannot just jump into the stories. And so I need to know, are you drinking your water? I need to know, are you minding your business? I need to know, are you keto or chow? Heck no. That's what I need to know. Let me tell you something. I successfully completed five days of keto. Five days. That's a testimony because no sugar and no carbs, okay? So I said five days because Mother's Day did happen and Mother's Day occurred. All right. So y'all can just figure out what that means in your spirit. Okay. 
Teresa Huggins says, yes, Pastor, those old songs have so much meaning. Dewana says, I have my own podcast, and it comes on Tuesdays. Well, come on, but we had to postpone today, so I'm here with my sisters. Hey, child, thank you for taking a minute to kick it with the delegation. Delegation, what's up? Trinity says, drinking my water and minding my own, giving me some of that self-love. Self-love is so important. Danielle Walker says, T-Town, Oklahoma. I'm trying to drink my water, but definitely minding my business. Minding my business is another form of hydration. Let me tell you what it does for you. It hydrates your spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hydrates your nerves. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. Rashada says, I'm drinking my water sprinkled with ginger chai. Oh, she fancy. She drink fancy water. Natasha says, yes, drinking water makes me stay running to the bathroom. It's so it's so true. I try to drink a gallon a day, and I try to finish my um, gallon before like 7 o'clock at night because don't nobody have time to be going to the restroom. I had... Um, a conversation with another mom friend of mine who mentioned that she doesn't like to drink a lot of water because she doesn't like going to the bathroom. Is that anyone else's testimony? I know that sounds raggedy, but does anyone else hate going to the restroom? I don't know if it's a girl thing or a guy thing, but let me tell you something. It just, it feels, and then out in public, and then you don't know what the bathrooms are going to be, and then you got to try and squat because you know everybody tell you to squat, but whose legs can withstand the pressure of these thighs is not mine, and so now I'm trying to squat and use the bathroom, and that is why I'm dehydrated most of the time. But God said you got to drink this water. So I've been trying. Sarah says, hi, Sarah. I've been drinking my water and faithfully been minding my business. Come on, faithfully. Ain't nothing like a faithful business minder. Okay, so listen. What else is happening in my world before we jump into the stories? Um, I told y'all, oh, oh, your girl got her braids done. Let me tell you something. I got some booty length which is an actual length of braids done because I'm sneaking away to Hawaii on you. Listen, you're going to look for me and I'll be gone. If you're not on Facebook Live on Monday at 2 p.m., you will be here Tuesday by yourself because I am going to the islands. I got my island hair. Do you know what these braids say? Braids say don't even think about it. And I am so excited about vacation that I did not wait until this weekend. I said, give me the braids now so that I can wake up every day and say you're almost there. Okay. Katie McKnight feels my struggle. She says, yes, I hate going to the bathroom. Barbara says, yes, especially at a community restroom. Tiffany says, oh, I do squats faithfully just for that reason. The only reason why anybody does squats is so that they can go to the bathroom. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Shakina says, drinking my water, minding my business, and getting my life together. Come on now. Portia Johnson says, the eyebrows are cute. Well, hey, child, how you doing? Thank you. Okay, listen, let's jump into these stories. Um, I have a few stories that I think are going to be perhaps a game changer for the delegation. I want to tell you this in advance because season three, last year I said, um, or last week I said this was season three of the podcast. I lied, okay? This is season four. In season three, though, there was a debate was that season three or was that season two? Anywho, Lawry's became a thing. I have a story that is absolutely going to put us back in the same position, but I'm going to wait to get into it. First thing we're going to do is Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a time when we just, and first of all, I'm only going to do this rundown a few more episodes. If you ain't familiar, you got to listen to old episodes and figure out what's going on. Okay, we in this thing. We not new to this. We true to this. But anywho, if this is your first time listening, Rescue Eve is when we take a moment and look at someone who is being vilified perhaps in the news or in the culture and try to look at them from a different perspective. It's our way here at the Woman Evolved Delegation of taking a moment to 
show empathy with those who are around us. Okay, listen. Um, We call it Rescue Eve because Eve is in the Bible, right? Genesis, and she messed up. She could have made some better decisions, but we sympathize with her because we all know what it's like to have needed to do better because you know better, but we didn't do it anyway. Okay, so how about that? Listen, um, my first rescue of this week is Queen Naja, guys. Um, Queen Naja is a rapper whose music, if you played right now, I would not necessarily know, but that's fine. I see her on the Instagram. She's a beautiful woman, seems to be out here doing her thing. So anyways, Queen Naja posted a video and in the video, she is detailing, this is from her YouTube channel. She's detailing some plastic surgery that she recently got done. So she's detailing how, I guess she got a Brazilian butt lift. She got a tummy tuck and some other things. And people are all upset, you know, natural bodies, natural bodies, natural bodies. And what I commended about her um, making this decision to go public with it is that she did not try and make us believe that she had this quick snapback. She just had a baby. She didn't try and make us believe that, like, she was just born like this. I can at least, oh, they told me she is a singer. She is a singer because she was singing that Whitney, Whitney Houston song. Y'all right. Wow. My bad. Anywho, she's a singer. Um, Queen Aja is a singer. And um, listen, so she posted the video of her And I myself was shocked to learn about some of the things that she detailed in the video. She said that she got something done to her hip dips. Can I tell y'all something? I immediately Googled hip dips. Who could have known that all of this time when they were singing, I put my hand upon your hips and we dip, we dip, we dip, that they were actually talking about something that can happen to the female body. I had no idea what hip dips are until I looked into the mirror. And child, when I tell you I looked into the mirror and dip, 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 we had going back. I did not even know there was any such thing as hip dips until I saw this video, which I think brings me to the larger conversation of probably why she ended up even having surgery in the first place. And that is like, there are just so many things that like, I guess the culture or surgeons or magazines or TV point out that make us self-conscious about our body. Who even knew that your hips could dip until I saw the video? I did not. And so a lot of people were dragging her, but you know what? I was like, I'm just glad she was honest because next time I look into the mirror and I'm like, ooh, Queen Naja got um, beautiful hips and they don't dip, but mine do. I'm going to be like, but she got surgery so that they didn't dip. And who could have known unless she was honest about it? And I wish other people would have said that they knew um, that they had surgery as well. What y'all think? Can we rescue her? Benita says she was living in her truth. Brittany Denise says, yes, hip dips, hate them. I had no idea. Dewana was like, I was like, what? Yes, it is a thing. Alexis says, this is my second time catching live. Hold on. Tanya says, I need to see the videos because I don't know what the heck hip dips are either. Let me tell you, it's like an indention. You probably it's like a small indention above the thighs, uh, and in between. What is that like? What is this? I guess your hips. What is your pelvis? Okay, so in between your pelvis and the top of your thighs, if it goes in just a little, if it just if it lowers, if it just. <laughs> 
if it's a valley, if there's a little bit of a valley there, not a big, not a deep valley, okay, because ain't no valley low enough to keep you from his glory, but just a small valley in in between those two areas, it would be called a hip dip. Brittany says, anyone have a link for this hip dip surgery? It's on the YouTube. Sarah says, we can rescue her, y'all. She was honest. I thought so too. Brianna says, to me, she didn't need surgery, but if she felt that she did, who are we to judge? I agree. Alicia says we can rescue her. Everyone says we can rescue her. Listen, I have a question. If y'all could get surgery, what would you get or not get? Or are you so confident in your body that you would not get anything? I want to be one of those people who are just so confident in their body that they would never get anything. But every time I think about keto and every time I think about Orange Theory, I wish that there was just something that I could do to make this go away. My problem is this. I just don't think I want surgery bad enough, nor do I want to be skinny bad enough. So I end up just eating anyway. But what about y'all? What do y'all think? Debbie J says, I say rescue her because she was being honest. I'm all for living in your truth. Kitty says, I just hate society can accept a man big belly, but women, we have to be tight and right. You getting these hip dips. Kitty, you getting these hip dips and all. Kitty, can I just... You're right, because I be seeing men, men don't care. They don't care. Things can be rounded out for his glory. Things can be running over and overflowing. And all they do is just bask in the glory of God. I, I've seen them at the pool. I've seen them at the beach. Meanwhile, I'm sitting somewhere trying to find a high-waist bikini that would cover up the, the lines of the Lord that my children have given me and the lines of the Lord that are on my thighs. And yet men are out here living that. What is this about? I just, I want us to come to a place where we love our body. And I guess however, I guess whatever that means to you, if that means loving your body as it is, if that means getting your hip dips filled in, if that means getting your tummy snatched, maybe that's, but but can we love, I don't know. I'd be going back and forth about this because yes, I think like there's a place for everybody. There's a place for natural bodies. There's a place for um, fat fat replacement because, you know, it is different from plastic surgery. And then I moved my fat around. That's what the Lord would have. If the Lord told me that I could have some surgery, because it would have to be from God, um, I would like to just have my fat rearranged. Fat, I'm glad you're here. I feel the work coming. Sometimes you have all of the ingredients. They're just in the wrong positions. And sometimes you got to rearrange the fat to get it to where it needs to be. That's what I would do if I could do anything, but my husband be OD, like love your body. And I, I don't, I'm fine with my body really, to be honest, but sometimes, some, sometimes Brittany says, um, is there a plastic surgeon in the delegation for this good surgery coupon code? Now, if y'all mess around and get a Groupon, I don't know. Trenton Key says, it's just passing on some cake here and there, but eating cake here and there, boom, magic me. Is that, is that how, is that how you feel in your hip dips? I need help. Dewana says, it's a body shame in spirit and it's caused by society. It is a body shame in spirit. Janine says, I'm proud of my baby fluff. Sarah says, yes, to rearrange. She understands what I'm talking about. Listen, Reva says, a little fat transfer, shape shifting in the Lord. That's all I'm saying is move some things around. Shanika says, save her, but I would for this stomach. She'd get some plastic surgery for this stomach from my two eight pound kids. Come through hip dips. I love my dips, but rearrange this belly fat. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we have to come to a place where we love our body. 
I think that that is the ideal position for all of us to be in because I do kind of think that maybe like if you start some plastic surgery, like you may end up in a place where they're pointing out more things for you to be self-conscious about. So I think you have to know what your limits are, even with, you know, plastic surgery, like maybe you need your hip dips to be filled in and you get your hip dips filled in. But if you get in there and they say, well, you could also use this and you could also use that, then maybe you need to come on out of it. I don't know. Um... Lanisha says, I would tuck my tummy, but I couldn't even see myself letting go of these coins if I had. That's the thing. Could you let go of the coins? Could you let go of the time? Are you ready for the surgery? I will say Queen Naja is in an industry that is heavily influenced by what your body looks like. So I can see that being a little bit more serious for her. But when I tell you I can preach this word in high seasons and low seasons, what I mean is I can preach this word at a size 12 and I can preach this word at a size 8. I can preach this word at a size 18. Y'all don't care as long as I preach this word. Now, I care because I just want to make healthy decisions and I don't want to look up one day and be like, child, now, come on now, that's too far now. But um, so that's I try to stay on myself about trying to do the right thing and, you know, working out. But like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Alyssa says, all I can think about is who made her feel like she needed surgery. I just want to talk. Well, I think she said that when she was pregnant, she had a lot of like scars and um, bumps and stretch marks and stuff. So maybe she just felt like I'm definitely going to get my stomach done after this baby. And then she went in there and saw some other options. Karen says, I mean, give up coins or give up French fries. I take the coins for 200. Alex, Karen has pushed through. This is what I love about the delegation because the delegation puts things in perspective. Do you want to give up coins or French fries? And the fact that that is a legitimate question because people don't understand that I would rather give up the money than the French fries. I don't know. I don't know. Dominique says, Spandex Ministry, Spanx, okay? Come on now. Okay, so we're going to rescue her though, right? Tisa says, I've had plastic surgery and recovery time for a working woman is rough. I bet that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That's the other thing is like recovery time. So, okay, listen. Uh, Agra says, I would do my breast assist if it wasn't, if I wasn't against surgery and anesthesia or spending that kind of money on that or the recovery pain. Alicia says, I don't believe surgery necessarily means someone made you feel less than. It really could be something they wanted for themselves. I, I totally agree with that. Um, but I think like, where, what is the notion of my body should look this way? Even maybe your body looked a certain way before. And so you missed the way your body looked before or your body, you know, compared to society or whatever it does. I don't know. Listen, all I know is that I think we should rescue this child, this precious lamb of God, because she at least told us she had surgery because everybody else is out here lying, lying, lying. Okay, some of your favorites are out here lying. I believe it because I'm just like, ain't nothing. It ain't even no way your body can naturally look like that. Some people, yes. Other people, no. Okay, so yes, we are rescuing Queen Naja. Are we send? Let's send the private jet for her. Shana says, rescue her. She's a product of her environment. Environment. Uh, Erica says, I've known too many people who gained the weight back after surgery. So sis, you still need to give up the French fries. Boo. 
Okay. Karen says we can rescue her. Takola says we can rescue her. So, yes. Um, Celeste has a question. Are we altering how we were created with plastic surgery, like low-key insulting the masterpiece God made us to be? That's my personal holdup. I think you have to have a personal conviction about that. Um, that's your... That's. I mean, did God give me this body or did God give me this spirit? Did God give me these hip dips? Lord, tell me how you want me to use. Mm. Lord, tell me how you want me to use these hip dips in this season. Um, because I don't know that it was your will for me to have them. But if it was your will for my hips to die, I put my hands upon my hips. And they dip, they dip, they dip. Lord, tell me why they dip. Maybe we need to ask God why he's doing it. Tisa says, we're not sitting in the private jet, just floaties. Amen. Justice Lynn said, I appreciate it, K. Michelle, transparency about her surgery and the dark side of it. All right. Um, Candace Stewart says, we can also say that about weaves and relaxers if we talk about giving up what God put together. And let me tell you something. God did not give me these booty length braids, but she got them and she's enjoying them. So maybe you need to have, a, like I said, a personal conviction. Um, so we're going to rescue her. We're going to rescue her. Jamie, Jamie. Jamie, the podcast description writer for the delegation, says God created the surgeon, used them. The, the delegation will just have you out here on a roller coaster of emotions. The moment you think one thing, somebody swoops in with something else. God created the surgeon. God gave that gift to him. Let him use his gift. Don't rob nobody from using that gift. I don't know, y'all. Ask. Ask and seek and you shall find. Okay, up until then. We're going to have floaties, okay? Floaties. We're going to have floaties, okay? Floaties for Queen Naja. My next rescue for this week, ladies and gentlemen, okay, is this. There's a young, young man by the name of DJ... Hold on, let me get it right. DJ Maine, Funny Maine. Funny Maine is the DJ on 95.7, which is a radio station in Birmingham. He was recently interviewing Megan Thee Stallion, who is actually a rapper. She's a rapper, right? Because y'all and already got me. Yeah, she's a rapper. Maybe that's why I got them confused. Anywho, she he was interviewing Megan the Stallion and he asked her a question. He goes, I was wondering if you were going to bring your mom with you today. I know she travels with you a lot, but she's your manager and all that good stuff for you. And your mom was in the game before you, right? Seems like an innocent question. Problem is that the DJ did not know that her mom actually passed away. So, of course, a lot of people were talking about like how insensitive it was that he didn't, you know, do enough research to figure that out and to understand the position she was in. He ended up posting something on Instagram um, that basically said that he apologized a thousand times and that no matter how many hours of research you do, sometimes you can miss some very important details. He obviously felt really bad about it, but I just wanted to know, are we willing to rescue the saints? Um, sometimes you find yourself out there and you don't know you're out there until you're out there. 
to her credit, she said that Megan the Stallion like was very classy. Um, obviously, she looked the other way, and so he was like, "No, don't want to talk about it." Okay, we'll go another way then. And then, following up the interview, he apologized. She was a class act throughout everything, and he apologized to her and her fans and family. So, what y'all think? Tina says, oh, he didn't know. AJ Scott says, do your research. Nope. Tina says, he drowned in Lord child. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna drown? Really? It's really? Ruthie says, he was so insensitive and didn't do his research. Not on Mother's Day. Says, no rescue. Yeah, he can't get rescued. Michelle says, he didn't do his research, even though it was an honest, honest mistake. But man, how can you miss something like that? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't, but it was an honest mistake. Um, Daphne says if he didn't know, then he can be, he had no idea. First of all, do you know how insensitive you would have to be to know that and ask that question anyway? So he absolutely had no idea, but can he be rescued? Is the delegation trying to see past these flaws and mistakes? Gina says not rescuing researcher, artist, and radio guest. She has openly spoken about her mother several times. Barbara says accept the apology, but throw the station away because someone should have known that information. I don't know. I think it was an honest mistake and a terrible mistake at that. Um, I actually had something happen to me once before. It wasn't during an interview, but like I had a friend who um, had like recently suffered a miscarriage. And by recently, I think it was like within the first few months, right? Afterwards, we were all out somewhere. We're like all out having a good time. We're having dinner. She like kissing on her man and stuff. I was like, oh, child, don't get pregnant. Not even thinking that like how insensitive that was going to be considering what she just went through. So I really felt for him because um, even, I don't know if there's, sometimes you find yourself out there. Maybe they're not related. It was an honest mistake for me, and I felt badly for him because there's nothing more terrible than realizing until words have fallen out of your mouth that they were the wrong words to say at that moment. I don't know. Cassandra says you can rescue him. Danielle says, yes, let's rescue him. Daniel Danielle Norman says he will definitely learn from this moving forward. They'll always do your research. You know what else might help to like having someone else overlook the questions? Like, by the way, this is what I'm thinking about asking. Do y'all have any input? Because in the multitude of counsel. Come on, somebody. There is wisdom. Charlene says, rescue him. Shakira says, that's different. Is it? No. Okay. Shannon says, now that's a slip of the tongue. You're right. Because when I told the story, I realized that that was kind of random and not like when you sit down and research and find questions. But I tried. The point is this. Listen now, child. Listen. Okay. The point is that sometimes you be out here. Okay. Celeste says kayak. That's it. <laughs> so we're going to give him a kayak. And the question is this, are we going to give him paddles? We can give him a kayak without giving him paddles. Bria says we could give him deflated floaties. Kim Dooley says, yes, rescue him. How many of us have had a person standing in front of us that we thought were pregnant and come to find out they were not after we made mention of the pregnancy? Kim, let me tell y'all, Somebody commented on my Instagram picture and told me that I was hiding a baby bump. Let me tell y'all, for everyone wondering and everyone who might be curious, not only am I not pregnant, we have made a vow in order to be a part. And this is good because a lot of you all have not gone through new members orientation for the delegation. Our bad. I'm going to get our volunteer department on that immediately. But what I want you guys to know as a part of the new members of the delegation is that we here at the delegation stay out of people's uterus. It is 
Mind Your Business Ministries is something we really take seriously. We don't ask people what's going on in their wounds. We don't ask them when they're going to get pregnant. We're not going to ask them how far along they are. We're not going to tell them that they look like they're pregnant and they hide in the belly bump. Guys, please, please stay out of folks' uterus. And so, you know, I had to respond to people. And so my initial reaction is to be defensive, right? And to say something smart because that's the old Sarah and my default settings, just boom, there it is, all up in your business, all up in your mouth. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give her some insight. And I decided to be vulnerable. And this is a word for somebody. Instead of being defensive next time somebody says something to you, just be vulnerable and tell them how it made you feel. And I told my girl, I was like, listen, I'm sure you didn't mean no harm about this. But comments like this make me self-conscious about my body, and I'm not pregnant. And one of the things that I have decided to do is to not ask people about what's happening in their body so that I don't make someone feel uncomfortable about whether they may or may not be pregnant, especially since some women struggle with infertility, okay? Anywho, mind your business. Chantel says, we are serving mightily on the Mind Your Business ministry. Cassandra says, we stay out of folks. Let me tell you. Stay out of people's uterus business. Does does uterus feel, when I say uterus, does it make you feel like, ooh, that's, you know, ooh, aggressive. That's a big word. You know, ooh, that's a personal private word. You know, ooh, that's a medical term. Does it feel a bit abrasive because it's not a part of your normal language? Let me tell you something. That's how it feels when y'all ask them questions about what's happening in people's uterus. And when I say uterus, it just makes you realize how much of your business it is not, okay? Monica says, yes, people shouldn't ask that. People need to mind their manners. It's y'all. You're beautiful. Praise the Lord. Thank you, appreciate that. TR says, that sister cannot be ready, uh, rescued. Okay. All right. Listen, I forgot. Um, who we, is we, oh, we rescuing the DJ. We giving him kayaks. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Kayaks for him. Uteruses are off limits. Minding your business ministry always in season. Okay. Um, how about that? Tina also wants to add that when it comes to minding your business, that it's the same rule applies for asking people when they're going to have kids. Someone else wants to add that the same thing um, goes for asking people when they're going to get married. None of those things are your business. I know this sounds a bit aggressive because you want to know so bad, but you just have to know that it's not your business. First of all, if I'm pregnant, if you ever think that I'm pregnant, let me tell you something. You will know whether or not I was pregnant in nine months. And at minimum in nine months, you'll know if I was pregnant, which means, you know what? You can mind your business until, let me tell you about minding your business. I feel a word coming. You put your finger in the air. Catch this word. Catch this word like we catch the wind. The reason why you can mind your business is because sooner or later, if it's supposed to be your business, it will be revealed. Oof. Did y'all feel that? Did anybody feel that on the podcast? I don't know if they felt it on Facebook Live, but I need to know if you felt it on the podcast. If it is supposed to be your business, that goes for jobs, that goes for relationships, that goes for your body, that goes, if it is supposed to be your business, it will be revealed sooner or later. Amen. Winona says, when you want to know something so bad, it's an indicator that you aren't minding your business. What? Because why do you need to know that bad? You know why these stories be half read and half piece put together? It's because I don't really want to know that bad. I really just want to get on here and talk to y'all and be like, hey, child, did you see? Child, listen, and my facts be half the facts. And that's why I need y'all to give me the other half of the facts because I don't care that much. Alyssa says, do we rescue people who ask us about our uterus? We do not. We don't. 
We don't. We don't rescue them. Okay. All right. Um, this is my last rescue for this week's episode. And I know that this is going to cause some division in the camp, but I believe that God is a God of love. I believe that he is a God of unity. And I believe that we are going to be able to really move past this point in our relationship. Um, I want you all to know that the CDC has chimed in on a debate that has been going on for the last few years, really. Um, You should not wash raw chicken. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention emphasized the dangers of washing raw chicken with the following tweet. Don't wash your raw chicken. Washing can spread germs from the chicken to other food or utensils in the kitchen. Let me tell you something. You may be wondering, why would anyone wash chicken? If you're listening to this podcast and you don't understand why anyone would ever wash their chicken. I want to say, I don't, I can't speak for everybody. I can't speak for everybody, but I want to say it's a black thing that we don't just cook chicken. Okay. We wash it with cold water by wash. I mean, we're going to rinse it. Maybe we'll put a little vinegar in the water when we're rinsing it out, but we don't, that chicken from the pack into the pan, we don't do that. That's not God. God has not called us to do that. Um, But the CDC is telling us that what we have been doing for years is wrong. Um, And that we need to stop washing the chicken. I want to know, can we rescue chicken from being washed? Um, guys, at the point that the CDC says that we couldn't wash it, it says if you wash raw chicken, you risk creating quite a splash. That would be a splash or perhaps a mist of bacteria such as Campylobacter. Okay, Campylobacter. Why don't you look up the article so you can pronounce this word by yourself? Salmonella and some Clostridium perfringens. Why don't you Google the article so you can read it yourself. The trouble is you can't then see where these bacteria may go, such as your countertop, your utensils, your plates, your other food, your BTS toothbrush. What is BTS? Or your dog. What is BTS? Can somebody tell me what BTS is? That's because bacteria are really, really small and really, really quiet. I can tell you right now the delegation's not here for it. So Trenton Key says, you know what? I'm done with today. I'm about to go wash my chicken so I can fry it. Dewana says, but I can't not wash it. I just can't. Dominique, so Dominique says, huh? So what are we supposed to do then? You're supposed to just cook the chicken. Okay. Jewel says you shouldn't buy, cook, consume chicken, period. Jewel, we love you and we love the choices that you're making for your life. And we just believe in freedom of Freedom of digestion here, which means I'm going to let my chicken and my digestive system just be free to do what I can do in this season. Brandy says, I don't believe them. I'm giving my chicken a bath. (laughs) Um, Guys, can we stop washing chicken or no? Cynthia says, nope, nope, no thank you. Our ancestors don't approve. Takari says, God has not called us to do that. Kina, what 
You best wash that chicken. Who eats slimy chicken? Guys, Catherine says, I'm black and have never washed raw meat. Okay, so Catherine says, it's not it's not a black thing. What is this? Is it a Southern thing? Why did y'all start washing chicken? Cassandra says, my mama says, wash that chicken. You don't know who been handling that before it was packaged. But do, do y'all wash steak? What else do y'all wash besides chicken? Do y'all wash ground beef? Do y'all wash, um, what else do y'all wash besides chicken? Why do we wash chicken, but we don't wash bacon? Um, I know some of y'all say, oh my gosh, some of y'all vomited in your mouth right now. I don't even eat bacon. I don't even eat. I mean, I wash my fish before I cook it because I don't know. Makita says the chicken needs to be baptized and then you bleach the surrounding areas. Come on now, because they're acting like you don't clean your kitchen after you wash your chicken, but I do all of that. But okay, guys, so Jessica Store says, nah, we will always wash our chicken just like we season it. Guys, Whitney Ann says the CDC don't need a rescue. They need a baptism. But guys, can I, y'all not going to wash y'all's chicken? Natasha says, all my meat except ground beef and bacon. So I do wash fish. Um, I do, I've washed my chicken. I'm trying to figure out if I should continue to wash my chicken, which I know is really going to be a defining moment for us here at the delegation. Um, what other meat do I cook? I mean, if I, if I have turkey, like if I make like turkey wings or something, I wash that. What else? Do, do y'all wash any other meat? Tanya says, is that... Tania says, it's definitely not a Southern thing. I live in London and wash my chick. What? Listen, listen. Jamie says, washing it is a generational blessing. Why do y'all wash your chicken? Nikaira says, I wash fish, pork, steak, and chicken with vinegar. I ain't never washed my steak. I don't know why I believe that there's a better anointing over steak. I don't know. Ramona says, I walk in a supermarket. I work in a supermarket. Wash your chicken. Now, Ramona didn't told y'all something. Okay, so let me tell you. Um... Let me see. They said, when I've heard about this not washing your chicken business, what I have heard is that the heat that you use to cook will kill off any bacteria that the chicken may have received between um, when it was alive and when it was put into your pan. Um, Karen says, yes, yes, you should continue to wash your chicken, steak, pork chops, fish, turkey wings, all that. So y'all just going to not do what the CDC said? Guys? Brandy says, so is Chick-fil-A washing their chicken? I need to know. Brandy, not only is Chick-fil-A washing their chicken, they are anointing their chicken, okay, with olive oil and putting crosses on it before they dip it in that oil. Angela says, I wash everything. I even rinse ground meat. You rent, look at this. Who knew? Nicole says, I was told to wash all meat because it was factory handled and you can pull the feathers of any are still off any that are still there. Now, that's another reason why I wash and I be pulling out little extra feathers. Um, I don't understand. So, <laughs> Trina Kia says that the fire, she's responding to my comment about the fire cooking off any bacteria. Trina Kia says, yeah, but the water washes off the spirits of others. Come on, somebody. she came through with a word. Um, so... Bernie says the CDC cannot be trusted. They will change that next week. So y'all, okay, okay. So we're going to continue to watch chicken. Wow. Amber says, I'm a food scientist. Come on. First of all, she's a food scientist. She is a scientist and they taught us not to wash our meat. 
that what I'm trying to figure out is how everybody is unanimously deciding to not do what the law, CDC says. Just unanimously. I don't I don't know. Victoria says, let the CDC drown. So when it comes to rescuing chicken, y'all want to leave it in the water? Is that what y'all saying? I was trying to see if we could send a life raft or a jacket or something to get the chicken out of the water. But what y'all are saying is that y'all want to leave the chicken in the water. Wow. 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 So I guess we're boycotting. All right. Kimberly says we are boycotting the CDC. We will wash the chicken. All right, so <laughs> Robinson <laughs> responding to my food scientist friend who said they taught us not to wash the chicken says they taught you wrong. Robinson, but who taught Robinson? Who taught you right? <laughs> this is the wrong. This is what's wrong with us. And this is why rescue evil always exists is because some of us are wrong and don't want to be right. And I think that this will go into that category. Um would you eat at somebody's house who didn't wash their chicken? Okay. All right. So we're leaving the chicken in the water. Oh, Bianca has brought up an interesting point. Okay, so we um, are going to leave the chicken in the water. If that's not your thing, um, maybe we need, you can just decide to not do your thing. Um, Bianca wants to know, do y'all wash y'all's legs? Because that was a big debate on Twitter. For some of you, that may seem like a dumb question, but it became a thing because evidently some people believe that the soap and water that just rinses down your body is enough attention for your legs. Other people believe that you need to get that washcloth. You need to put that soap in that washcloth. You need to lather it up and you need to hit them legs. Do you wash your legs? I'm going to tell you right now, my legs are washed, Okay. Um, I do, I wash them with a washcloth. I don't just trust the water to handle it. So I don't know if that is your testimony, but that is how I have chosen to live my life. Janelle says, wash your legs, wash your legs, wash your chicken and wash your business. How do you wash your business? By minding it, mm. by minding it. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. Brandy says, I really can't believe folks are out here ignoring their legs, just paying them no attention. All right, listen, that was Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve. Okay. Rescue Eve. That one, that went a little too long. Rescue Eve. Hail Mary. Okay. Hail Mary. Are y'all ready for Hail Mary? Hail Mary, I got three women out here doing amazing things. I want to share them with you very quickly because I can already tell that between me being tired and y'all being raggedy and not wanting to get chicken out the water that we're going to be here for a minute. Listen, Rihanna, Hail Mary. Hail Mary is the part of our show where we just take a moment and celebrate women or men sometimes who are out here doing amazing things in the culture. I want to give a shout out to Rihanna. The 31-year-old Barbadian singer has partnered with the historic LV MH Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton Fashion House, becoming the first woman of color to have a label under Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy and the first woman to start an original brand for the world's largest luxury company. She's out here doing big things, and I thought that that was worthy of applause. The new label is going to be called Fenty after the last name of the designer. It's an expansion of her cosmetics empire of the same name launched in 2017. Let me tell you something. Rihanna has not dropped an album, and why should she? Why should she? If she don't want to drop an album and she just wants to dominate cosmetics and um, athletic wear and luxury wear, why? If she don't want to sing no more, that's her business, okay? Keisha says, oh, she's still talking about washing your meat. Child, I'm going to call you back. Um, Demi says, go Rihanna. Ashley Harper says, Rihanna is doing it big. 
Um, Dewana says, let's go, Riri. Dominique says, Riri. Zakia says, come on, Riri, come on, Fenty, what album? We don't need it, but we do want it. You're right. You're right. Lanisha says, Rihanna is out here doing it for the culture. She don't even, she don't ever have to sing again. Hello. Okay. So I think that that was super dope. And my next Hail Mary is a goat. Greatest of all time. And I was so glad to see that she was being acknowledged for the work and contribution of her art. And that is Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. It's your I can't stand the rain against my window. I, I know which I know is a sample, but still, when the rain hits my window, what? Okay. Missy Elliott is out here doing the things. What's your favorite Missy song? Missy just got an honorary doctorate from the Berkeley College of Music. First of all, can't imagine just how incredible of a moment that must have been for her. Because when she put on that big old garbage bag and put that fan up underneath her and was in the little thing, that was I Can't Stand the Rain or was... I can't remember. Anywho, when she did that, I know for facts that she probably could have never thought that she would be getting an honorary doctor. But let me tell you, she's super duper fly, okay? Zakia, push through. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly. First of all, ain't no, do y'all remember when Missy and Timberland used to just put out the music, okay? that used to just do the things, okay? I am a lover. Two of all things, Missy, Sonalia, so I feel you, okay? Karen says, I bet you Missy Elliott washes her chicken and her legs. That's probably why she got an honorary doctorate. Okay, so listen. Um, so we're giving a big ups to Missy Elliott for that moment in history that is blessing us all. And my last Hail Mary is for Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union recently posed Makeup Free um, 10 years after her first no makeup shoot. And I really enjoyed this video that they put together of her. But anywho, she goes on to say that at first it was kind of terrifying, to be honest, to do a shoot without makeup. I think sometimes we use makeup as a mask to insulate ourselves from reality. But once I kind of got comfortable and we were outside, it was... And we were outside, it was the beach, and I had a bike, and I just let it ride. I thought the pictures turned out great, and I had a great time that day. Ten years later, the actress and new mom to daughter, Kavia James, says she's feeling mildly less confident, but has evolved in a positive way, both inside and out. Once I kind of made peace with who I am and where I am being at the age of 46, I actually feel pretty, pretty solid about being back here ten years later, taking Pictures with no makeup again. So I'm, because I'm finally really okay with me. So yes, I love the pictures. If you guys haven't seen it, it is on People Magazine and she looks beautiful and just like a real woman. And I think it is important. Like she still looks like herself, um, but she just, it's just a natural thing. I'm getting more and more comfortable with not wearing makeup because first of all, do you know how much time it takes to be beat? And who has time to walk around every day beat? Not me. I got actual stuff to do. When it's time to put on these eyelashes, when it's time for me to do these eyebrows, I will do it. When it is not time, I will not. You know what you get in the day? All of this face, okay? You get in these hyperpigmentation spots. You get in these moles that my mother and my grandmother have passed down to me. And you're going to love it or you're going to not. And it's going to be, oh, Okay. Okay. Denise says, go, go Gabby for the baby and mommy line. 
Arizona says, yes, Gabby, it takes a strong, confident woman in the public eye to wear no makeup. Jamie says, love Gabby. Sidebar, so happy for her to experience her first Mother's Day. Indeed, she had a really incredible post uh, about experiencing Mother's Day. And yeah, so Sarah says, no one has time to beat their face every day. Well, I don't. I sure do not. Jaquita says, you deserve a Hail Mary, too, for posting the real you with powerful message to caption them. I just wanted to put it on out there. And my skin goes through like ups and downs, right? So right now it's pretty clear, but sometimes it'd be jacked up. And I decided to post a picture when it was jacked up. So I could be like, hey child, listen, it's jacked up today and I'm still here and God is still faithful. And that's my whole life. Amen. Amen again. Okay. So those are all of my stories for today. My next situation here. is the advice questions. And I think I have some really good ones that the delegation can chime in on. The first question says this. Hi, First Lady Sarah. Hope all is well with you. I have a question for you and wouldn't mind you reading it on your podcast. I feel like I have lost myself since getting married and having kids. My kids are really young and close in age, so they can't be independent. I don't have any family or close friends in the town I am in. I work full-time, and time outside of work is spent cooking, cleaning, giving baths, doing hair, grocery shopping, essentially all the things needed to keep the household running with little to no room for fun. Feeling sexy or feeling like I'm anything but a mom, maid, chef, chauffeur, etc. is... Oh, my little thing got off. Hold on, because I want to read her full question and my question um, cut off. They're going to edit this and post. It's going to be like it never happened. Okay, and she says, and my life is uninteresting. I've talked to my husband, but he's always feeling, but he's always working also and feels he doesn't really understand. I don't want to be ungrateful for my life, but I'm really at a loss of how to find balance in my life of being a wife and mother, but also still remaining true to myself as far as still being fly, feeling sexy, having fun while still taking care of home. I'm starting to be resentful and I know that's wrong, but geez, I'm only 30 and feel like a grandma. Any pointers and advice would help of how you maintain. Thanks for all you do. Love Stella Stella needs her group back, which I love that so much. Um, So... This is not something that is uncommon at all um, for, I think, it's women in general, just like trying to still feel sexy and stuff. So one of the things that I would suggest doing is like finding some, sometimes like even churches have like parents night out or, you know, date nights. Um, I don't know if your kids have made friends at some of the schools that they're at. And maybe you can see with a trusted parent, of course, I'm not saying just push your kids on anybody, but having an opportunity to build relationships so you can have a support system with the kids. Because Ella is three and even though she is the youngest of our family, 
I know that when I first had her that I lost myself completely. And so I think the first thing that's important to know is that what you're feeling is not uncommon. You're not strange. You're not weird. And I know that you're grateful for your family and having that sense of being grateful for your family, but also feeling like you lost yourself is a real true thing that happens and occurs. I think you have to decide first what makes you feel fun and sexy because sometimes we're longing for something that we can easily try and get back. Um, I want to read, you said, you know, how do I feel fly, feeling sexy, having fun while still taking care of home? You have to figure out what that looks like for you. Sometimes for me, like it is as simple as me literally doing my own nails. Sometimes I don't have time to go get my nails done, but I take a minute in the bathroom. I do my nails. I take care of my body. I, you know, mess with my hair, mess with my wigs. And I start to feel like a person again. You have to figure out what makes you feel like a person because a lot of times we end up charging our environments for something that they don't even have the ability to offer us. What makes you feel fly? What makes you feel fun? Is it your clothes? Are you just throwing on clothes every day and you start to feel frumpy? Maybe one day you should kind of dress up so that you can kind of feel yourself again, put on something that you would not usually wear or would only say for a special occasion so that you can feel good again. I'll tell you, I forget who I was sharing this with. I feel like, oh, um, in Denver, we had a a women's meeting in Denver. And what I said was like, there were little things that I stopped doing. So like I stopped getting my nails done. I do my nails myself. I stopped getting my hair done. I do my hair myself. All I got to do is wash it, condition it, braid it down, and then slap my wig on. And I stopped getting like even waxes and stuff I was using there. I told y'all about that on the last podcast. What I learned is that the more that I stripped those little things away in an effort of like saving time or just like trying to get more rest, that it also robbed me of some of the things that made me feel like sexy and beautiful and confident as a woman. And so when I started doing those things again, I noticed that my spirits would be lifted a little bit. There's something about getting in the car and doing something exclusively for you that reminds you of how much you like yourself and how much you love yourself. I think you have to figure out what those things are. And then I think you have to create an environment for that to occur, whether that's, like I said, finding support for the kids or finding a way for you to... um, express to your husband, I need an hour. I need an hour and a half to kind of take care of myself. I want to come home and I want to rock your world, but I cannot do it like this. That's my suggestion. Christina says, sounds like she needs a pause throughout the week, maybe a day out of the week. Use it to take time for you and spend a few hours with the hubby to reconnect. Set the atmosphere at the house, dim lights, candles, dinner. And then maybe it's like, you know, I don't know if you guys have the same day off, but maybe like on a Saturday, you say, you know what? I'm going to take the morning. You take the afternoon. Once we get the kids down, we can sit down and have dinner together because that way he's getting his time too. Because if you're feeling the same way, he's probably feeling that in some capacity. Too. Maybe he just wants to watch the game or hang out with his friends. Whatever that is, I think that you guys have to be honest about how you feel and partner together to create an environment for you guys to take care of one another. I um, was listening to Jesus and Joloff um, Lovey and Yvonne Orgy's podcast. And Lovey was sharing how when her significant other comes home that he takes like the first hour and a half to kind of decompress. I thought that was so clutch because before you engage into this new setting and environment, you need a minute to kind of switch gears. And a lot of times as women, we just go from thing to thing to thing and we become like machines and we're on autopilot when we need a minute to kind of reset and reemerge. 
So yes, I think that you should consider creating that environment. Angela says, I just said that to the nail lady last night. It's all I do for me. So we made sure she was getting it done right. Honey, I don't do nothing else. So you're going to have to make sure that these nails is fouled evenly. Okay. Demi says, great words. Chantel says, self-care is the best care. Destiny Matthews, love Jesus and Joel off the podcast. It's a good one. Winona says, and do expect your husband to fully understand. And don't expect your husband to fully understand. Find ways that he can support even if he doesn't understand. Totally agree. And I think if you tell him the benefit that he is likely to be more supportive. Like, I want to feel sexy. When I feel sexy, I am more prepared to be sexy. Amen. And when I'm prepared to be sexy, I can do sexy things. Okay? So I think that when you tell him the benefit and what he's going to receive as a result of it, that he'll be more likely to create that environment for you. So yeah, that was my first question. Um, The second question is one that's going to be pretty simple. So I am going to breeze on through it. It says, hi, Mrs. Roberts. You have helped me time and time again to overcome so many things that life has thrown at me. But this one, I'm completely lost. Wait, is that the one I read? Uh, No, that's the one I read last week. Okay, here's this one. Scratch that. Hello, Pastor Sarah. I really hope you read this. I have an issue and I am looking for your help. I have a friend. We fell out of touch for a while and reconnected. Since we reconnected, anytime we talk, he talks about sex. And now he felt we have to do something sexual to break the boundary between us. I felt awkward about it, but I told him no. I'm good the way we are. But I'm beginning to feel uncomfortable as he is always talking about sex. But he is a good friend. I want to learn how to steer the conversation in another direction. I am asking for your help. Um, because I'm beginning to feel uncomfortable as he is always talking about sex, but he is a good friend. Is it possible or what do I do? Thank you, girl. No. Okay. So I'm just going to answer this real fast for you. Okay. Um, you probably need to leave him alone. And I just want you to allow that to sink down into the crevices of your soul and being Um, not a good friend. First of all, we need to have sex to break the boundary between us. Bruh, these boundaries can't be broken. And the fact that you think that you can just come on over here and make me do something that I said I'm uncomfortable with so that you can feel more comfortable comfortable being around me is impossible, okay? Tracy says, a good friend respects your boundaries. And Zakia says, if his making you uncomfortable since he ain't your friend. When I tell you I wanted you, I really want you to know. Because what you told me is, at the beginning of this question, you said, I really hope you read this. I have an issue and I'm looking for you. Help, I have a friend. We fell into this again. So you, this is really causing you way too much distress. Um, I just want you to know that it's, it's not this hard. It's just not this hard. He's, he's not a good friend. Tisa says, how is he a good friend if he doesn't respect your wishes the first time? So Jamie says, and that probably means definitely, I don't know. Jessica says, tell him it makes you uncomfortable. If he can't accept that, leave him alone. Rashada says, leave him all the way alone. Latanya says, he's making all of his intentions and minds to clear. Bye to him fast, even faster. Bye. Casey says, need to stop talking to him. He just wants sex from her. That's all he's looking for. He is not your friend. Okay, listen, if you needed a sign that you should leave him alone, let me tell you, the delegation is holding up all of the signs. Let him go, sis. We're done here. Okay. Um, This 
has been the Woman Evolve Podcast. And now it's time for a snack. You got to breathe in and breathe out because, okay. I just want you to know, girl, with the friend who ain't really your friend. Joy just said something that is so beautiful. She says, narcissists don't respect boundaries. Narcissist may seem like a heavy word, but really it means someone who is totally focused on themselves and their own needs and their own desires. And let me tell you something, that's all he's worried about, okay? Um, Okay, listen. So... It's time for us to have our snack. A snack is when we just take a moment and just have like a moment of encouragement between sisters who are just in the middle of their week trying to make their life happen and not let life happen to them. And one of the things that I want to tell you guys that I have been focusing on is integrity. I know I told you guys about that book by Henry Cloud last week. And there's something that it has really resonated and changed my perspective on how I function and motivate in the and operate in the world. So today I had a lot of meetings. We're planning for Woman Evolve 2019. Registration is like crazy. We're like getting everything together, our speakers, our gifts. We want everyone to have a gift. So we're like working on all of these things. And I'm supposed to be meeting with my conference coordinator today. And after Ella was up all day, I had some decisions to make. And I said to myself, I said, self, you can get up and beast mode this thing and be a boss, the boss that you are, and and just mount up your wings, okay, and get down to the office and knock this conference out. Or you could go to sleep and try and catch up on the rest that you missed so that you can actually have something to say on the podcast. And you know what I did? I decided to rearrange my life. What I want to encourage you to do is to not be afraid to rearrange your life so that you can win from within. I asked my conference coordinator if we could meet tomorrow instead. He said that was absolutely fine. And I took the morning and I caught up on the rest that I did not get to get last night. And I realized that this was not just a decision that was self-care, though self-care was tied into it, but it was also a matter of integrity. Because when we are not true to how we honestly feel and we do not make decisions from where we truly are, not who we want to be, not who we think we can be in a moment, but where we are currently, then we rob ourselves from the integrity of being authentic with who we are. And that is one of the things that I am working on every single day. We talked about this in Denver. A lot of times we make self-care about like, you know, maybe it is going to get our nails done. Maybe it's getting a massage. Maybe it's having a meal by yourself. And I do think that all of those things qualify as self-care. But I know that there is another type of self-care that we should also operate in. And that self-care may not be time apart, but it is how we care for ourselves and what we do and how we engage with others. If you hurt my feelings, you're probably going to hear about it. If you would dis- if you have disappointed me or I've taken offense to something you've said, I'm going to find a way to communicate that because that is self-care. Self-care ultimately is about advocating for yourself. And so I want to ask you, when is the last time that you have advocated for yourself? When is the last time that you have made a decision to not just be who other people need you to be, but to make some decisions? I'm not talking about being reckless and totally self-absorbed, but how many times have you found yourself in a position where you did something for someone else and then later ended up feeling like I 
didn't get to do what I wanted to do. I am resentful because of the decision I made. And it ends up being blamed on the other person, but it's really not the other person. It's you. And I do not want to live a life of being resentful and bitter. I think even with my girl who's talking about balancing her family, like I know how resentment sits in because you feel like you've lost yourself. And that's why self-care is so important. And I just want to say that advocating for yourself is so, so important. It doesn't make you less than. It doesn't make you weak. I think in this, you know, I'm a feminist in the best way possible in the truest meaning of the word. Um, I think that a woman has a right to break glass ceilings and to be into rooms where they historically would not be allowed to be in the rooms. Like I I believe in a woman's ability. Um, I think I also believe that a part of feminism is being okay with being vulnerable. I think that um, even Aisha Curry was saying like, I this is who I am and this is how I wear my truth and I'm going to share it. And like that is her version of being authentic to who she is. What I'm saying is this, in the culture of feminism that often tells us that we have to be strong and we have to not let anything get to us. Like, I think that the truest version of feminism comes down to authenticity. And I think that when you are authentic to yourself, when you have integrity in that presentation and connection with others, that then you give people guidelines on how to treat you, what to ask of you, and what to expect of you. I know that you're the friend that everyone can count on, but maybe you shouldn't be the friend that everyone can count on. Maybe you should be the friend where people honor and value your time because I may be able to do it and I may not be able to do it. And we will see what happens. I like that. That was a word for me. I use, that's a word for me. Sometimes we like those labels um, of being, oh, I was thinking about this, even like being a people pleaser. Sometimes we wear that badge. Oh, I'm just a people pleaser. Like it's like this badge of like honor and almost like humility a little bit. And I just want to see everyone be happy. And that's my biggest thing is I want to see everyone be happy. But to be a people pleaser means that you don't please yourself, which means most of the time people pleasers end up resentful with the people who they're pleasing because they end up signing up for things that they didn't want to do. So I want you to advocate for yourself in the simplest of ways by saying no, by saying, I'll think about it. I told my friends, because we were talking about how we struggle with saying no. Sometimes instead of saying no, what you should say instead is I will think about it. I will think about it gives you the time that you need to express how you're going to say no. I will think about it does not allow anyone to commit your time. It doesn't allow anyone to force you into a decision. And then you can determine whether or not it really fits into the landscape of your life and energy. So rearrange your life so that you can win within. Know is about integrity to self and authenticity to who you are. Jackie Palmer says, I don't need them labels. Sisters, I don't know what you're talking about. Tiffany says, I'm definitely not a people pleaser child. And I see, and I will see that phone ringing and keep doing what I'm doing. That's amazing. Um, I will ignore your, I will definitely, I don't want to say ignore your phone call because the other thing is like, just because you can call me doesn't mean that I have to answer right now. It's not ignoring your phone call if I can't talk or I'm not in the mood to talk right now. It is me taking care of myself. So yes, that is another way that you can kind of say, listen, I'm going to take my time. The Coleman says, the journey I have started today as a young mother, wife, and older siblings, I've always been put, I've always been putting others first, which has allowed me to lose myself. Self-care is a part of my journey back to me and discovering who I am. A lot of you guys are wondering what your purpose is. A lot of you all are wondering what your lane is. I think that when you clear 
the identities that other people have applied to you, then it gives you room to determine what you really enjoy, what really makes you feel fulfilled, what really makes you feel the most aligned with God. Purpose for me, if I had to give it a definition, is the thing that you do that makes you feel most aligned with God. For me, that is preaching. For me, that is speaking. It is the thing that I do where I feel like none of myself and I need God in order to complete it. And I feel most in line with what he wants to do in the earth. But you can't do that if you're trying to be in line with with what other people do. Trakivia says, sounds good to me. Latoya says, amen. Stakia says, what I realize is when life gets super dark for people pleasers, those people who we expect to be there is not. I learned the hard way. That's right, because reciprocity is hard. One of the things we talked about on the podcast in the past, though, is like oftentimes even people who are people pleasers don't even know how to ask for help. And sometimes we end up vilifying people for not being there for us, but we didn't even tell them that we needed them. But then sometimes they're not there. So I don't know what side of the coin is your truth, but it is a word. Casey Anthony says, I used to put everyone first in my life, but listening to you and talking to God, and I learned sometimes you got to do these for your, you have to do things for yourself. So true. Joy says, also healing your past hurt allows you to start saying no if you are a codependent personality and respecting your boundaries. So true because a lot of times people pleasing does come down to codependency. You want people to need you. You want to feel needed. You want to feel like you have a place. It's what makes you feel like you have your identity. And that's not healthy. All right, y'all. I'm out this thing. I'm blowing this thing. Listen, Monday. Be there or be square because your girl will be talking about a low high come Tuesday. Before we go, we got to have a word. Uh, before we go, we got to have prayer. Okay. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to bed because your girl is tired. Um, God, wow. <laughs> I am so grateful that you have given me a space where I can be myself. For me, this podcast is a part of me having self-care. I don't have to come into this podcast and be anything other than who I am. And it is my prayer that this podcast meets every woman and man exactly where he is, that they feel like this is a safe space for them to be authentic, but also challenged to grow. God, let something that was said today stick into their hearts and allow them to feel more confident, more clear, more focused, more strategic about who they are becoming. God, I'm praying for mothers out there, for wives out there, for friends and sisters who feel like they are losing themselves in the hustle and bustle of their blessing. Because the truth is, sometimes the weight of the blessing can make us wonder if we have this strength to keep going. But the truth is that all of your blessings, oh God, they are so rich and they literally add no sorrow. So God, if we're experiencing sorrow, there is something that we have to do in order to rearrange our lives. God, help us to see what we can do to rearrange our lives so that our blessings don't start to look like curses and they can remain that fruitful, beautiful thing that you gave us to begin with. God, touch every person listening to this podcast. May their week become easier to navigate because of the spirit that they emanate that reflects you. God, fill them with love, fill them with joy, fill them with compassion, but most importantly, fill them with integrity, that they would have the courage to be authentic in a world that is often trying to make us fold. In Jesus' name, amen.